guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. I just want to give a big, big shout out to every last one of you. Um, again, you guys, oh my God, this podcast should have come way before my, obviously the 200K, but you guys just heard that yesterday. So I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart again. Plays are surging again. Panama, big shout out to you, okay? My Canadians, my folks living in Canada, my Turkish Oh, just from all over. And my Iranians, man. Mwah. I love you guys like um, I do my next breath. I love the fact that this, this podcast is really starting to take off in my Chileans. Finally. It took forever, guys. I've been waiting for you for such a long time. It's been like a broken marriage. Trying to piece things back together, but nothing ever came back. But then finally, you came knocking on the door. It was raining outside. You were doused in all kinds of water. And you finally said, I am committed. So guys, let's get into this. Here we go. This is the second part, putting your heads together. So we have five little things. And then what we're going to do, the in-company in-action. Remember, the Business English podcast badge is available for $30 a month. And you guys will get the full template along with one hour of coaching a month. Added additional hours would be much cheaper than just adding on hours to get coached in general, right? Uh, also, if you want group coaching and classes, that's going to be available coming up within the first quarter of this year. So nonetheless, guys, let's get into this because what I'm going to do is talk about tips for running a successful meeting. And then we're going to listen to this guy go crazy as hell in the meeting room. But let's listen to how one lady is able to handle the situation, right? So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you guys some tips for how to run a successful meeting. So number one, what we have is five words. We have agenda, aim, chance, decision, time limit. That's very, very important, right? Time limit. Now, one, two, three, four, five. Now, before we get into this, I the last time I had a meeting, it was a shouting match. It was between a bunch of old men from England. They were between 50 and 80 years old. And the head teacher wasn't giving one guy work because he was getting poor reviews from the students. Now, me, here, being here in Bangkok now, and over the last three years, I've only had maybe two problems, right? And that, those were both back in 2018, three years ago. But now I don't teach students from like universities anymore. And I don't teach Matiom, meaning uh, uh, high school students. So I don't have those types of issues anymore. However, on the outskirts of Bangkok, they would consistently try to find things that are not good. And they, would, they wouldn't give you constructive criticism but if you get complained to by your students at the front desk, your merit points begin to go down. So if they were to, hey, you know what? We should give this class to Arsenio. One would say no, but that student complained, so he's not going to get this class. They would literally take your money away. This is how ruthless the people were who I used to work for like four years ago. My goodness, I can't believe I worked for them. Now I work for me. <laughs> but anyways... At that same specific job back in 2016, at the no, it had to be 2015, 2016. I can't remember, but there was a guy named Peter. Peter was getting poor reviews from everyone. Peter could not teach IELTS. Peter couldn't teach anything, right? And so he would only have two classes a week. I would feel bad because I would have more than 15 to 20 classes a week. 
And I kept saying, why isn't he getting any classes? It's because the Thai woman, who's the practice manager, would withhold that. So then what all, the, all that frustration came boiling into a meeting. For one hour, Peter was pointing at the head teacher, who wasn't even in charge, saying, this isn't your job. You're poor at your job. You're not this. You're not that. It was a blame game. It was a blame game. Now, by that time, I was already the number one teacher there because I gave more than I took. There were too many takers. You don't want to be a taker, people. You want to be a giver. Because when the economy falls apart, or if you're working in a workplace and you're that person who takes, 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 and takes, you're going to be the first one that gets relieved of your duties. Believe me, you need to become an asset. I'm an asset to the world now. Right, right? I, like, I stopped thinking locally and I began to think globally. I am now an asset to the world because of what I do and what I've accomplished and what I can deliver to people out there. And when you become an asset on that level, you're unstoppable. So in saying that, that meeting went for one hour and after I left that meeting, nothing was handled. Nothing was handled. Because there was one guy that was saying, oh, they won't do anything. Another guy was saying, you're not good at your job. You had another guy who was super old and he was blaming me and everyone was looking at me like, you know what? Uh, yeah, why does he have so many classes? He's only been here for this amount of time. It's because I'm a giver, not a taker. And it's because I'm the number one. And so when there was a change in, in, in management, you know, that following year, that's when everything went downhill because the guy who ended up realizing I had a podcast and there, there was like a snake. There were so many different things that was happening within that company and went from paying dividends at like 40% to being like a 60% tax. A place where I used to go and my chest would hurt from the anxiety from, oh, I wonder what they're going to complain about today. And that's why I gave up that job. And it was the best thing I ever did in my life. So just saying, guys, with meetings and now getting into these five tips and how to run a successful one, this is vastly important because if you leave the meeting and you look back and say, man, what the hell was that about? It was about a bunch of old men complaining that they weren't even getting classes. I really don't want to be in that position when I get older, like complaining about, oh, I can't get a $13 class or a $13 an hour class. Oh man. I said, no, 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 no. We got to We got to redo all this. And so thankfully now, obviously me having my online coaching business and teaching business and soon to become a high performance coach and all these other things that I've told you guys about in my previous podcasts, you know, I'm just, I'm just very, very grateful. So now here we go. Number one, make the space of the meeting clear at the beginning. So this could be make the aim, right? Make the aim of the meeting clear at the beginning. You come into the meeting, what my boss could have said, well, he wasn't a boss, he was a head teacher. So what he could have said is, the reason why we're doing this is because he believes this, but we're going to show you this and then we're gonna come up with the action plan. He didn't do that. We came in and it was just a blame game amongst like old people. And I was just sitting there like, you guys are childish, petulant child or children, okay? So anyways, Gotta make sure the aim of the meeting is clear. Number two, set a time limit so people don't speak for too long. Okay, very, very important too, because if you don't set, if you don't set a time limit, 
you go over and it ends up being an hour to hour and a half and no one learns anything. I remember there was a guy that was supposed to coach us in terms of teaching SAT. He stood up and walked around that classroom for an hour. I left and I'm like, dude, what did I get from any of that? You see what I mean? Got to set a time limit. Like, and that aim is very, very important, right? And then there's the next one. Number three, make sure that everyone has a, what is that? I'm sorry, a chance or an opportunity to speak. Me, I was very defensive because they were implicating me saying, oh, well, he gets this, he gets that. And the next, you know, everyone started blowing up and I was like, listen, hey, I'm just the best here. That's all there is to it. I don't care how long this guy's been here. He's a cancer to this company. I don't care how long you've been here. You're two-faced as hell. I don't care how long you've been here. You're literally crying about a $13 an hour class at the age of 60. There is a much greater problem, an underlying problem at hand here, buddy. So, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you guys have no idea what I had to go through, all the damn hoops that I had to go through out here in this country. So anyways, um, yeah, don't let one person do all the speaking and all the complaining and all the blaming. We need actionable steps to get better. If there's no getting better, what's the point? You got to stay in control, which is number, number five. Stay in control and keep to the agenda. Got to keep to the agenda, right? Because if you don't, that happens. You go off on a tangent. Nothing gets learned. Nothing happens, and then it's a complete waste of time. And then you have number five. Make sure everybody understands and agrees to the final decision. Now, all five of those tips, none of those, none of them, and I mean none of them, went through. All of it was just a complete waste of time. So what we're going to do now, we're going to listen, all right, to a meeting between what you guys heard in the last podcast, you have these two women. Uh, what is it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Sonali and Hannah. They're going into a meeting with Bob. And let's listen to how defensive Bob is. And then we'll talk about this, discuss it, and we'll go from thereafter. So here we go. giving them paper don't worry he's coming in now sorry sorry here we go bob is here important phone call right so what's the problem okay thank you everyone for coming so something about internex uh, they're a big customer you know yes it's so brian it wasn't me he didn't record the order in the system uh can we just uh... when was this how big is the order? It's big, but listen, Bob, it wasn't my... Okay, everyone, thank you. Thank you. We only have a short time for this meeting, so let's focus on what we need to achieve. There are three things on the agenda today. First, we need to find out more about the problem. Then we can discuss possible solutions. And finally, we'll decide on a course of action. Fine. Okay. Sonali, can you tell us exactly what the problem is, please? I got a call from Mr. Stevenson. He's the buyer at Internex UK. And he said he ordered 20 touchscreen shredders last month. And he asked me for the delivery date. I checked the system, but there was no order. Nothing. 
We don't have any of those machines in the warehouse, so we have to get them from Germany. They will take another month to arrive, maybe more. And what did Mr. Stevenson say? He was really angry. He said he needed the machines this month. He wants a 20% discount on the order. 20%? Or he will choose another supplier. What? This is serious, Sonali. I know, I'm sorry, Bob, but it wasn't me, it was Brian. I think he took the order before he left the company, but didn't put it in the... Can we keep to the agenda, But please? I don't understand how Brian could be so stupid. The reason we are here <laughs> is to discuss our options and to decide on the best one. We don't want to give Internex UK a 20% discount because we'll lose too much money. Right. But we don't want to lose Internex as a customer. So that's the problem. Now, let's discuss possible solutions. Sonali, what do you think? We have some smaller machines in stock. We could offer him those with a 10% discount. Well, how many of the smaller machines do we have? I think there are more than 20 in the warehouse. They're not touchscreen, though. But he needs the machines as soon as possible. I think it's a good idea to offer them to him with the discount. I agree. We really want to keep him happy if we can. OK, so is everybody clear on this? Sonali will call Mr Stevenson and offer him the smaller machines plus a 10% discount. Yes. Yes. Good. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, Sonali, please send us both an email after you speak to him. OK. And I think we should have a meeting later in the week to talk about how this mistake happened. Agreed. Well, thanks for your time. There it is, people! You know what? It's really funny how Bob, and you guys aren't able to see Bob's face, but I think it's shocking to see, at the very end, he said agreed, with a very disdained look on his face, directing it towards Sonali who isn't even the main culprit to why this had happened to begin with, right? It was, um, God damn, I forgot his name already. It was the guy who had already left the company. <clears throat> Jesus, I hate this dust. Do you guys get what I'm saying? How can Bob be so angry at Sonali and said, this is serious, Sonali. It's not her fault. It's not in the system. It was the other guy's fault. Trevor, what's his name? Forgot it. He left the company. So you're angry at something that doesn't even exist anymore. And then he said, how can he be so stupid? Which that's why I started laughing because I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you should ask him. Here, let's get him on the phone. Hey, man, I know you left our company, but how can you be so stupid without putting the goddamn order in the computer? Does he, does it look like, listen, <clears throat> you're focusing on the problem, not the solution. So one thing, first thing is first. Bob came in. He was super defensive. He interrupted Hannah. He started blaming and he started complaining. Extremely, like, like, listen, you're not going to be productive whatsoever. That's why Hannah butt in and said, hey, here are the three things that we have to do, right? And then she said, okay, problem, discuss, course of action, which is the solution. Hannah did very well at maintaining that meeting. So now he just gave the situation and Bob was just sitting there like just very very angry but then he let that anger go away and he started thinking in a more proactive and constructive way towards the end right his tone had gone down he went from being very defensive and angry <clears throat> and shouting to being someone who was more understanding <laughs> bravo Bob so 
in saying that, people, it's very interesting to see how I know we have a lot of people in our lives that act in this particular way. My brother would be one of them. Uh, and, you know, they're very defensive. They don't focus on solution, solution, solution. It's just complaining, complaining, complaining. So when that happens, nothing ever gets done. So to follow a systematic format such as this one and how Hannah did that is very, very good in terms of getting things done. And the follow-up, I think we should meet later on this week to avoid this from happening again. Well, it's not Sonali's fault. He should have said, okay, oh, okay, uh, let's, sit, let's give him a name. Uh, Jake, Jake, you're going to be leaving in a week. Okay, are there any orders that you have not put into the system? Could you please just double check? Okay, thank you. Best of luck to you. That's it. It should have been Bob who should have oversaw everything in regards to did he finish all his work. Now, Bob obviously didn't oversee anything. And guess what? You ended up being in a big old shithole, shit fest. So how could you avoid that going forward? It's funny how people just focus on the problems, but they don't focus on the solution. We have more than 20, but they're not touchscreen. Hannah went in to say, hey, but he needs anything, and I think it's good at giving him, you know, I think it would be better to give him a 10% discount. Bob said, agreed. But, okay, I think a bigger problem is these touchscreens, I think there should be an emergency back order just in case. Because if this is a guy who they could have ultimately lost in terms of being that supplier, based on them not having those touchscreens available back order in the back office or in the warehouse, oh, we don't have any, we have to wait for Germany and that's going to take a month. See, that's a problem in its own. How about you order 50 to 100 to keep in back order because you know that there are going to be an X amount of orders per month and you extrapolate that, meaning put it into a pattern, look back a year, January, February, March, April, May, how many were ordered each month so it all makes sense that you're not, so that you're not losing money on product and so that all parties and suppliers and buyers are happy. There you go. Look at it from a long-term perspective. Now, short-term, fantastic. Meet later this week, discuss that, and go into the next part. How can we avoid this from happening again? That's how you get things done. So in saying that, guys, you can use this same similar format in just about anything. It's all about focusing on solutions first. If you don't, you're going to end up falling apart, and you're going to end up having a shot and match. And just as I told you earlier in the podcast, being that guy, <clears throat> that teacher, blaming people and taking zero accountability. Doesn't want to get better. Doesn't want to teach IELTS. Doesn't want to learn different skills and double down and get some learning in and get some opportunities to teach IELTS. Nothing. He just loses. So in saying that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions, man, please let me know. I am your host as always. And stay tuned for more over and out.